G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, Gavin, you've been following through fairly closely the things that have been unfolding at the G20. It affects the sorts of things you do in your sphere of influence. Uh, What sort of things are outstanding when you look at the agenda that the leaders have been looking at and the communique that they've released yesterday? Yes, with the Abbott government really focused on diplomacy through international trade, they have really brought a focus on the economy and growth in the economy as they've hosted the G20 this year. And so we've seen that come through with a a large um, um, pursuit of a 2% growth target over and above uh, what otherwise would have been uh, by trying to get all the uh, G20 nations to commit to certain initiatives to um, to do that. So it's 2% growth over a, f- a five-year period. And I think that was the, the key uh, focus that they have brought as host, uh, we have brought as host nations this year, uh, to focus on uh, uh, growth through economic uh, growth. And then that should therefore then filter down to other areas as well. It might be very easy to come up with a figure like uh, let's you know grow the economies by 2%. I mean, I, I suppose, Gavin, that all of those uh, global leaders of those G20 nations are already working as hard as they can to make their economies grow. How realistic is it that they have sort of focused on a goal to grow by 2%? Yeah, one of the dangers of these types of meetings is that they can be a talk fest. And I think Obama in his closing uh, speech on Sunday uh, was actually he picked up the term a good old chinwag and he, he liked that term and he said it's not this conference isn't just a good old chinwag we are actually going to have some outcomes but it really is up to the individual nations to uh, follow through with what they've committed to to make these things happen and uh, as you say uh, you could actually partake in all these initiatives everybody could uh, do what they've committed to but you still might not get the two percent growth but there's a higher likelihood of it actually happening if they did Mm. Uh, it's an expensive good old chin wag isn't it Uh, for all those world leaders to arrive on our shores and uh, for the complete disruption of a whole city uh, on our continent uh, i'm sure there are a lot of people in brisbane who are you know uh, bearing the brunt of uh, of having put up with all sorts of roadblocks and those sorts of things and businesses that were basically shut down almost for a whole week. Uh, Those things are pretty tough. But I guess when you get a collaboration of these global leaders, that collaboration is important because there's a whole lot of things that happen in countries that can't be stopped. And I'm talking about these sort of tax evasion systems and uh, those sorts of things that have been addressed in some respect to uh, uh, for nations uh, at this G20 summit. Some of those things can't be addressed by nations on their own. They have to have collaboration. Yeah, that is one feature that um, has come up and, and one initiative that they continue to work on. It's not new at this conference, but they've built on it again and grown the number of uh, nations outside of the G20 as well who have committed to the uh, action plan for a, a 
uh, tax avoidance for transnationals. I think they call it the Base Erosion and Profit Shifting Action Plan. And it's really about getting uh, corporates who work across national borders, work globally, to actually pay their fair uh, amount of tax because our tax base is really shrinking. The G, from an Australian perspective, the GST tax base is, is shrinking. Uh, the uh, corporate tax base, because of this uh, uh, profit shifting, has uh, been decreasing. And so it then the burden is uh, falling more on individuals and small businesses that aren't international. And I guess that's not a fair way to go. And, and therefore, they're really trying to... Um, uh, pull this uh, back uh, and take global initiatives to share information among nations so that they can actually reduce. I think they've already um, uh, uh, accrued about uh, $52 billion worth of tax revenue that would not have otherwise been found um, if this initiative, initiative wasn't in place. So it's a very important uh, part of the um, conference, but not a new one, one that's been in place for a couple of years. Uh, we want to be able to explore some of the elements of this communicate that the G- G20 leaders have uh, released yesterday. Uh, there are some other things, though. Let's just touch on them quickly, and I'll invite our listeners to be a part of our conversation too, Gavin, if you're happy to take some calls. Uh, we'll open our talkback lines if you'd like to contribute. Uh, anything to do with the G20, but we're going to be talking about some of the, you know, the more serious financial, uh, economic issues and the uh, issues that were released in the communique. If you'd like to be part of that conversation, we'll open the talkback line on 1-800-316-316. That's a different number to what we're used to, but 1-800-316-316 if you'd like to be a part of our conversation. We'll come back to some more of those elements in just a moment, but Gavin, uh, there is one big initiative that's uh, being prepared uh, right now for an announcement. That is that China Free Trade Agreement. Uh, There's uh, there's about to be an, a statement made anytime soon. Uh, what are your thoughts on on how that's all unfolding? Yes, well, if you look at the headline announcements prior to the actual um, the full announcement uh, later this afternoon, it, it all looks uh, a positive thing from Australia's perspective. Uh, there may be some uh, sectors that are a little bit concerned, uh, but if you look at what Australia has got, um, they've, we're effectively getting a reduction um, of tariffs that, China puts on our exports um, over a two and four year period, um, particular exports like uh, dairy products, uh, wine making, um, horticultural products, seafood, um, uh, between two and four years, those tariffs will be reduced to uh, nil. Uh, And so that's a a big bonus for our exporters. And with the iron ore price uh, reducing, we really need to um, fill the gap or fill the void with other services. And this is where the China Free Trade Agreement will actually uh, enable us to provide more services to China. So there's architectural engineering and other services that the Chinese um, are opening us up to or making it easier for Australians to um, get involved with. It's also in the aged care sector, which I think um, other nations like uh, the US have tried to um, secure with China and Australia's, I guess, beaten them to it here. So it's it's a really good outcome. Uh, on the negative side, uh, what are we giving up? Um, uh, labour conditions is one thing that you need to, I guess, uh, look out for. Um, we we have actually conceded that uh, Chinese investors can bring a Chinese workers into Australia if there's a skills shortage in Australia. They need to pay them at Australian wage uh, rates. Um, 
And there's also a um, increase on the limit of foreign investment, uh, which is in line with other agreements, other free trade agreements that we've got as well. So uh, I guess the the foreign investment is probably, and labour conditions are the two um, concessions that we give, but we are getting a lot on the export side. And they, they, they quote $18 billion worth in over 10 years, or at least that sort of figure is what the, the trade agreement could bring about. I suppose this is super significant, given that, uh, in my understanding, it's taken about 10 years uh, in preparation for actually having a China free trade agreement. Uh, that sort of preparation over a whole decade, Gavin, I suppose, uh, is intended to bring good things. Yeah, exactly. It's taken a long time to secure, but it's, it's great to finally uh, have it here. And it's, uh, I guess, uh, covered off the trifecta of free trade agreements with our largest trading partners. So uh, over the last few years, we've had the Japanese uh, free trade agreement, uh, the Korean and now the Chinese. And they're our three biggest trading partners or export um, uh, countries. And uh, so that's, I guess, a really positive thing from our perspective to be able to increase that take up the slack where the, uh, the resources uh, may be actually reducing over the, over the coming years. And, of course, people talking about this being the China century and uh, the emergence of China as a superpower, uh, these things are obviously very important for us to be in on, you might say, the ground floor for the century ahead. Yeah, particularly when you think about those um, newer industries to China, so the so the aged care sector, to get in on the ground floor in in that sector, to be able to invest in in that area would be um, particularly advantageous at the earlier stages. Um, yeah, so I think it is important in that respect that we are giving being given that opportunity, and um, it also does just create a, a closer link and. Um, I guess enables us to um, have some input. Uh, being a lot smaller nation, I guess um, uh, you, you, there's a limit to the amount of influence you can have, but I guess through that agreement then you can um, closen those um, bonds. It's Neil Johnson with you on 2020, talking through some of the issues from the G20 and talking about the communique that world leaders have released all about the sorts of things they will do in order to see a 2% growth in global economies and therefore uh, work on a whole bunch of other issues that are uh, all a part of that. Our special guest is, uh, is Gavin Martin from Cornerstone Wealth, one of our finance commentators. Gavin, when it comes to this particular communique, it's, it's actually fairly comprehensive and it actually includes a whole bunch of different uh, issues, as you say, that come under the banner of that 2% uh, growth. Yes, exactly. It, um, I think the 2% growth is a cent- centrepiece and I guess the next um, significant announcement uh, that uh, Australia as a host nation has brought to the party is a focus on infrastructure and um, coming on the, based on the premise that um, we need infrastructure um, uh, investment uh, across the globe but we don't have sufficient uh, government money to complete all the infrastructure that's required. So on that basis, we need private sector investment to um, help the development of infrastructure. And uh, on that basis, uh, the Australia has come up with the initiative of having a, an infrastructure hub uh, based out of Sydney in order to facilitate private investment in infrastructure. Now, I think this is um, uh, great from an... Uh, developing nations perspective because uh, this uh, 
could enable um, those nations to structure those infrastructure investments correctly in order to get the private investment, which could then bring um, the likes of electricity to the 1.3 billion people around the, the globe that haven't got it. So um, uh, as we always talk about with these things, and earlier in the segment, it, it, hopefully it's not just a, a chin wag and that we actually get some outcomes there, but it would be a fantastic outcome to see infrastructure investment in those developing nations that brings about real change for those people that don't have electricity. I know that Christian leaders have had some real concerns about the decisions that get made by the G20, uh, insofar as the concern that G20 leaders might be making all sorts of uh, decisions and uh, making all sorts of uh, uh, ways and new initiatives that may well benefit those G20 nations at the expense of uh, poorer nations. Does that uh, infrastructure hub actually go to, you know, maybe uh, have some safeguards in there for poorer nations? I guess there's still limited information about exactly how it's going to work. Uh, but um, I guess uh, I'm thinking positively about it, that it actually would uh, increase um, uh, the, the, the possibilities for those developing nations. Uh, but you always... Uh, really, each of these nations uh, come um, to it with their own vested interests and they've got to make sure that they're um, uh, supporting their constituents or their uh, country. Uh, and so they're not going to do something that's going to be um, uh, cause negative outcomes for their nation. But I think what their focus is is that if, if uh, the economy can grow and they, we can all share in the broader growth, uh, that's where they're coming from. But uh, I guess interrelated with that is, is the, um, the, the fact that with growth uh, comes uh, more use of resources, which can have impact on the uh, energy side of things and then can have impact on the climate uh, side of things as well. So it's amazing how so many of these are so interrelated, um, but that's the, uh, that's the balancing act, trying to get the economic growth to be able to uh, support development and assist people to have their electricity, but then therefore, but at the same time, uh, not damage the earth anymore with um, more pollution. Gavin, some of the other issues that came out in the communique, one of those was uh, to agree to a goal of reducing the gap in participation rates between men and women uh, in countries by 25% by the year 2025. Uh, in your opinion, uh, is that a, a good initiative and what sort of challenges might that actually present? Yes, from, a, uh, from an economic perspective, it, it sounds great. It, it's, um, yeah, women are participating more. It's um, increased uh, growth uh, across the, just across the G20 nations. It's a significant amount of growth that that would um, uh, involve. And uh, it has positive economic outcomes. But the one thing that I see when I... Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.